0: Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Hey there, Dining on a dime of maniacs This is Jay Cole. I know you're used to hearing the dulcet tones of... Uh, My compadre, Kevin Wilson, talking about this being the greatest podcast in the business of our sport. And quite honestly, it is. We've elevated culinary sports entertainment through the stratosphere. Um, Occasionally, we get thank yous. uh, You know, sometimes it chafes on our back having all the other shows on Wildfire carrying. But, you know, the engineers here are good people. They they kind of deserve a few bucks. So please listen to the other non-food shows. Just joking around, everybody. I'm assuming most of you people are glued to the TV watching the Eagles game. Uh, this is Sunday evening, 5 o'clock. The Eagles uh, just went up 7 nothing over the Saints. I'd be fine if they stopped the game here so they could listen to the show. Apparently, the NFL thinks they should continue to play. So uh, that's where we are. I know Kevin said, Kevin will be calling in at half past five, by the way, and we'll sort of get into the breakfast thing a little bit. I know Kevin's been talking about doing a breakfast show all week, Uh, yet no, Uh, we're going to be doing half a breakfast show at 5.30. The biggest thing that's been taking place in the food world, I would say the last 72 hours, is uh, taking place on Twitter. We're seeing some of it on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is a little bit of a weird place, too clean a neighborhood for this kind of thing, so it's not happening. Uh, if you're listening to this show, I'm going to assume, you know, who the Cuban Carl Ruiz is, uh, if you don't real quick, if you've watched food networks, uh, Guy Fieri has a show called guys, grocery games. Uh, this guy, Carl Ruiz has been on about 28, 29 times. I think he's won 25, 26 times. Uh, the Cuban is all but unbeatable. Um, in culinary competitions, uh, guys from New Jersey, a Jersey guy, love that. Um, he basically, about a week ago, maybe a little bit less, uh, you know, gave, gave the chef slap to the state of Florida, particularly uh, Tampa area, Ybor City, uh, naming the best Cuban sandwich in America in New Jersey, not Florida. And they lost their minds, but You know what? That's a little too bad. Uh, I'd be more than happy to throw in a few bucks to an Indiegogo to get the state of Florida some tissues. Uh, Considering what we see every day on social media from hashtag Florida man or hashtag Florida woman, you guys have way bigger problems than New Jersey having the best Cuban sandwich, which we do. Not being satisfied with, you know, being the winningest uh, competitor on Food Network, not being satisfied with uh, knocking Florida on their ass in terms of Cuban sandwiches, Quarrowiz decided to start doing uh, food polls. What do you like better, hot dogs or hamburgers? Uh, And it just kind of started in a very lighthearted fashion. Well, by today's Sunday, we're going to say by Thursday, Carl had set up a bracket system very similar to the NCAA tournament. 64 entries, and people vote on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, might not be watching listening to this show, so it won't matter. Those of you on Twitter know that there's a polling function. Chef Carl Ruiz decided to take advantage of that by, you know, asking simple questions. What's better than this, than that, than this, than that? Uh, We had, uh, the other day, Pulled Pork beat Barbecue Brisket in the finale. Um, I was a little bit heartbroken because grilled cheese is near and dear to my enlarged heart. They made it to the Amazing Eight, spelled A-T-E, but they did not make it to the Final Four. Uh, They lost to Nachos, I believe. Um, You can go on Twitter. Find at Carl Ruiz at C A R L R U I Z, and follow along with this. Uh, it's free, it's fun, and to be honest with you, those of us who have been on Twitter for a while. Remember when Twitter was fun? We remember when we would talk about the best guy to play Superman, the best James Bond, the best car. Uh, you know, the, the the hot celebrity you would leave your spouse for. Now, all of a sudden, it's become all this kind of right-wing, left-wing BS, uh, you know, people fighting the patriarchy, fighting the power, things that are just fictitious and made up. Um, And this is what takes the day up on Twitter now. And it makes it very difficult for those of us that just want to have a good time. I was introduced to Twitter through the food truck world. Everybody kind of knows that uh, that's the background I come from, street food. Twitter was used a lot, 2009, 2010, 2011, really helped grow the street food scene in first urban America, and then stretching out into suburban America, now in the, you know, even the rural parts of the country, you know, left of Jacob's Farm, you'll find a barbecue truck somewhere out in Lancaster County. That's great. I love that. Unfortunately, you have to pick through so much human trash baggery to get to the good stuff. People are backing away from Twitter. Uh, I think that hurts the food industry. Uh, I kind of took, you know, maybe a long way to get to that. I apologize. But it's super important we keep our social media uh, useful. Um, like this show, for example, we, when Kevin and I got together to do this show, we decided we wanted to make this useful. People are always looking to save a buck. Where can I get better food? And that's the mission of this show. That will continue to be a mission of this show. Uh, Kevin is going to call in at 530. We're going to talk about really good breakfasts in South Jersey and Philly. Yes, yes, always Wawa. Wawa is always the option. But um, everybody knows I love Wawa. And uh, we will talk about beyond Wawa, other than Wawa. Um, I had a few of my food friends in the South Jersey area this week sort of say, you know, J. Cole, you're not a big fan of chain places. Why do you love Wawa? Well, first of all, Wawa isn't a chain. Wawa's like a family member. Wawa's there for us all the time. Wherever we go, there they are. You know the snow isn't going to be that bad if Wawa's open. If Wawa's closed, well, you know, (laughs) then buckle up. You know, chances are then you're in for some stuff. Getting back to Carl Ruiz, uh, we are in the final round of this tournament, I believe. I am following along right now on Twitter. Carl is mowing down... Trolls that are complaining about results, asking why the little place around the corner from their house wasn't included. Um, it's when Carl puts trolls out, it's like the last 20 minutes of Scarface or like the first 20 minutes of Starship Troopers, where everybody runs out with a machine gun and the guy's like, You shoot anything more with, with more than two legs. Uh, Carl just puts people down hard. And I honestly don't blame him. Uh, Right now, I believe we're looking at the final four of this tournament, the national chain, the national fast food chain tournament that Carl has been running for the last, we'll say, thirty hours. We are with five guys in Wendy's in one bracket, and as of about, well, it's going to say maybe three minutes ago, five guys is handing Wendy their ass. Uh, fifty-eight percent to forty-two percent. We got about seventeen hundred votes in. Uh, looks like people have spoken. I know people are shocked. There were many, many upsets in this tournament. McDonald's losing. Um, this is about uh, if you're fo- if you're hearing this and you're following along on this tournament, I'll let you know right now. It's more than just one item. Uh, Chick fil A. Absolutely cashed out KFC today, and there were a ton of people talking about how KFC was a much better chicken, much better chicken. See, here's the problem. Fast food chains are more than just a single item. Even if you think that KFC has better flavor chicken, better seasoned chicken, whatever, there's a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. Um, You know, sides, drinks. Let's be honest. I like the people in Chick-fil-A because they look nice and clean. Um, Some of the people I've seen in some of these other fast food places, they look like they don't want to be there. They really don't. Um, So that that speaks to customer service, and it really affects my experience. So that's where Chick-fil-A is winning. Uh, Chick-fil-A is a good chance to win this whole thing. Uh, I honestly believe this is going to come down to Chick-fil-A and Five Guys, and i I don't know. Um, I mentioned yesterday I thought Chick-fil-A was going to romp. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I honestly, honestly, honestly don't know. I'm reading some of these comments right now on Twitter, and I think people are just shocked. Um, so definitely check it out. You can follow the hashtag Ruizing, R-U-I-Z-I-N-G. Um it's, it's a lot of fun. If you're a foodie, you're listening to this show. Now, if you've downloaded this three or four days from now, this is going to be old news. And I know people will be upset because there's only one winner. There's 64 entries and one winner. 63 people are going to be crying the blues. That's just what we do now. It's uh, um, People just don't accept the results. This is just people voting on Twitter. And I got to tell you. Chef Carl Ruiz, I don't know if he's going to hear this or not. I'd like to thank him. I'd like to thank him for making Twitter fun again. I'd like to thank him for sort of pulling Twitter out of that, you know, that human dumpster fire of let's talk about religion slash politics uh, slash sexual orientation and all this other stuff. I I think people just they're, they're exhausted. I don't even care what side of the argument you're on. Left wing, right wing. I don't care. I think people are just exhausted. They can't open up the Twitter app without seeing, you know, a ton of nonsense. This person snagged for sexual deviancy. Uh, That person cheated on their taxes. We get it, man. Everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes. I guarantee you a day from now, everyone will tell me the opening of this show is a mistake. Um, And that's fine. You know, this was mine that I made. This will also teach Kevin, if he's listening to the show, To not take the day off and to show up. Uh, Kevin, if you're listening to this, I know you're going to call in at 530. I know you're not feeling well, bud. All jokes aside, I hope you are feeling better. Take it easy. It's pretty nasty out there today. Um, I drove through a little bit of slushy snow and ice, 295, never fun to drive on, even on the weekends. And the temperature is barely 30 degrees. I mean... Uh, uh, our engineer, Taylor, has had to shift gears from clear alcohol to brown liquor because, you know, that, that it's cold. It's cold out there. I mean, the Eagles are playing, but I think he would be doing his normal mix of, you know, crystal light, never clear. But uh, I think given the temperature, I don't blame him, man. I'd be throwing a ton of running coffee, too, because it's freezing out there. I wish I myself had coffee and rum. Uh, I got a bottle of water from Rustelli. It's very tasty. Thank you very much. But, you know, it's just water. What I'd like to people to do is... We got about 10 or 15 minutes to kill here uh, for the live set. Um, try to get at me on uh, social media, Twitter in particular. Just looked up at my buddy Jim House. You can find him at, at Pub Appetizers. And, um... He is one half of Pork Island Barbecue. We've talked about them before. Uh, We were, if you listen to our other show uh, here on Wildfire Radio that I do with Tony Luke on Thursday nights, uh, Jim was our guest, kind of told you a little bit about Pork Island Barbecue, what they're doing, what they're all about, and how they've sort of coined the term Piney Barbecue. Um, it's not like Carolina, it's not like Texas, it's not like the South, it's their own thing, their own rubs, not overly sweet, not overly sauced, absolutely delicious. You have uh, the cater, they come to you, you know, this isn't like a brick-and-mortar place you got to find out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, They come to you. Super Bowl is around the corner. Hopefully the Eagles will be in it, so that means the Super Bowl parties. People should be pretty, you know, geared up with food, booze. My suggestion would be uh, get a hold of my buddy Jim at Pork Island Barbecue. Brisket is delicious. Pulled pork is delicious. Um, The uh, ribs, he does these killer ribs, mac and cheese, whatever you need, he does. Uh, And they have a sandwich called the J. Cole Pig Daddy. Uh, It's pulled pork, pork roll. Uh, coleslaw, uh, nice big pushy potato roll. Definitely. That's something you probably want to be checking out from them. Um, Jim right now is following along with Carl's tournament and it's very much shaping up to look like, uh, Chick-fil-A is going to do pretty well here. Uh, unbelievably, my guess is if you had done this 24 hours ago and we had said we were going to talk about a tournament of fast food joints, I'm pretty sure five guys and Chick-fil-A would not have been the first two places out of your mouth. I don't know if they would have been the first two places out of your mouth if you were sitting in one of those two places. But here we are. People have decided they wanted to judge on more than, oh, bro, I'm totally stoned and I'm hitting Taco Bell or I'm I'm stopping at Mickey D's for nugs. Yeah, I get that. We've all been there. It's fun. It's great. Um, But that's not really because somebody's open at one in the morning. That doesn't necessarily mean it's good food. Um, you know what I mean? In the case of Wawa, they do have some good stuff at 1 a.m. Taco Bell, eek. Uh I know they have their fans. Uh, maybe it's a generational thing. I'm old enough to remember the Doonesbury commercial where, like, the roach is whispering in the guy's eyes saying, Taco Bell is good. Uh, I just have problems with their places. They've been closed too many times, cleanliness issues, shady characters in the parking lot. Hey, if you like Taco Bell, you should keep going, man. Uh, I'm going to pass. I was super glad to see, uh, you know, better places moving on. Um, We are going to be talking about breakfast places in about 15 minutes. And some of these breakfast places, I think are what's helping, what's driving some of these surprise teams in the tournament. Uh, for example, I think Steak and Shake, which is fairly regional, um, they are not nationwide, coast-to-coast, border-to-border. Steak and Shake made it to the amazing eight. And I think that shocked people. They, they beat Shake Shack, who I am not personally a huge fan of, but I know they've got a lot of fans. If you've never been to a Steak, uh, steak and Shake, it's a lot of fun. It's a throwback joint. They have their own vinegar splash, hot sauce, fries, and they have a decent breakfast. Have you ever gone to a Shake Shack for breakfast? You know what you get? The smell of patchouli, a locked door, and a self-entitled underpaid manager waiting for 11 o'clock to open the door. That's what you get at the Shake Shack. Um, I don't really see any halfway decent, eggy, cheesy, tasty, bready sandwich that I can get. And I don't know if they even know what a decent cup of coffee is unless they're in the same parking lot as Starbucks, which happens a fair amount in our area. So, you know, the power of breakfast, they say it's the most important meal of the day. It's how we start our day. If you're a foodie, you have a very particular way you start your breakfast. Um people who followed me on social media, people who've gotten to know me, know generally speaking, my day starts with pork, roll, egg, and cheese from somewhere. Um, it starts with a large cup of coffee from somewhere. Yes, many, many times it is Wawa. Um, there are times it is not. There are several places I've tried that are that are delicious, that are absolutely delicious. And I'll tell you one of them is Chick-fil-A. Another one is Steak and Shake. So while I've sort of kind of, you know, come down on chains in the past, I'm going to use the success of this Carl Ruiz tournament to sort of dial back from that a little bit. Um, Carl Ruiz has a, a quote that he likes to use, and it's a hashtag, I do what I want. You should go and eat wherever you want to. You really should. I love for people to support local businesses. It isn't always the case. I love for people to support the mom and pop shops. Some places don't live where there's mom and pop shops. Some places people live in these sterile environments where the the economic landscape has been blasted flat and the only place to get something decent to eat is a Burger King. Um, If that's the case, then, you know, they're hiring local people. Go and support them. Should you go to a diner? Of course, this is New Jersey. You should absolutely go to a diner. But not everybody can do that. So I would say even more than my advice of eat local, which is important, I would suggest you take Chef Carl Ruiz's advice of do what you want. Um, I think that's maybe a little bit more realistic. His viewpoint is much larger than mine. Uh, You know, the guy lives in California half the year. The guy lives in Jersey half the year. He does a ton of stuff on TV. Um, right now, I can't think of anyone that's hotter on Twitter in the food world than him. If you are not sort of, uh, you know, if, if you're not dialed into him, you should be. Uh, I just am looking right now. Carl is live tweeting. Pardon me. Chick-fil-A and five guys. Your table for two is ready. So we have the championship game. Final four is done. Chick-fil-A sent Arby's home. Five guys, surprisingly, sent Wendy's home. I know a lot of people are probably shocked by that, but, you know, five guys. It's the fries. The peanut gimmick works. They have hot dogs. They have grilled cheese sandwiches. Look at that burger is made, you know. That meat is never frozen. I don't know what they got going on over at Wendy's. I think we're seeing people, fans of fast food for sure, but better fast food. You know, they really don't want that weird gray mystery meat that some of these megacorps are putting out there in hopes that maybe you dig it loaded with, you know, what do they call it? Beef slime or pink slime or whatever. People really want to see, you know, like three, four, five ounces of beef cooked on a flat top, put on a fresh bun with, you know, whatever happens to be your topping of the day. Um, in terms of Five Guys and Chick-fil-A... I think this is two Cinderella's, two dark horses to use the candidate, to use the tournament parlance. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know guys, but some of you guys, when you download this, you know, I'm not sure how well the opening of this show will have aged. If it hasn't, uh, I'll just have Taylor wipe that out. This will be like a half hour show of me and Kevin talking about breakfast, but, uh, I got to admit that this is a really, really good championship matchup. Five guys, no breakfast. Let's be clear. They are very much a burger forward place. Chick-fil-A, I think, is maybe a little bit more well-rounded. Still based on chicken. Based uh, a little bit more well-rounded in terms of their sides, their breakfast. A decent cup of coffee. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Chick-fil-A is going to run the board here. And people are going to be making jokes about them ironically winning on a day that they're closed. They will not even know about this. If you're listening to this live, you know there's no Chick-fil-A today. I would have loved to have cruised by Chick-fil-A and cast a vote for them today. Nope. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. We all know that. Um, I saw a comment earlier on on Carl's feed about they're not even open seven days a week. They shouldn't even really be in the tournament. Well slow down Sparky Carl will decide who goes in the tournament not goes in the tournament not you um, however if I've got a choice taking breakfast off the table real briefly if I've got a choice I'm really 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 gonna opt for Chick-fil-a than five guys because I again decides. um I've got nieces and nephews godchildren they love the milkshakes a third of Chick-fil-A is like a playland for kids. People have talked about that, you know, rundown little ratty playroom that some of the McDonald's still have. Have you cruised by a Chick-fil-A? The line wraps around and around the block two, three times a takeout. The indoors is packed from, let's say, 4.30 to 8.30, 9 o'clock. Most Chick-fil-A's have connections to the community. You know, it's it's bingo night. It's car. It's old car night. Um, You know, it's old folks reconnecting from Facebook night or whatever. Uh, I was at a Facebook in Maryland and I'm sorry, I was at a Chick-fil-A in Maryland and they have a night where they teach old people how to use Facebook so they connect with their kids. And it's just volunteers that come in that work for Chick-fil-A and they show old people how to get online, how to get on Facebook. Uh, I don't. You know, my guess is if you tried something like that at some of these other joints, you'd probably get a middle finger and security showing you the door for vagrancy. I, I don't know how right now anybody beats Chick-fil-A. And I know there's a lot of social, political comments. We're not talking about any of that stuff. The whole point of this tournament is to not talk about that. If you don't like how they roll, uh, you know, in terms of being closed on Sunday or some of their political opinions— that's on you, man. Don't go into the store. This thing is, a, uh, this tournament that Carl set up is about food. It's about fast food. It's about having some fun. It's about leaving all that lame sort of, you know, politics stuff uh both literal and figurative, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we literally have political differences in this country. But figuratively, we've gotten to the point where everyone is super offended at everyone else. You know, men are against women, young people against old people. Uh, it's exhausting. I don't I don't even know who I'm supposed to be for or against anymore. So I keep my nose in cookbooks and comic books, which is what I'm hoping they'll put on my tombstone. And, you know, I, and I'll call it a day. I've, 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 I've become exhausted as to who's the bad guy. I think a little bit. Carl has too. He figures nobody cares and he's absolutely just, you know, entertaining, uh, you know, all of Twitter. Here's some loser that ats Carl with a story about uh, he doesn't like the quality of the vote, the voters. And uh, Carl points out that 60,000 people have voted in this tournament. So, uh, what, you don't like all 60,000 of them? It seems like this individual and his, oh no, his f- it looks like 41 followers are upset. Uh, okay, okay, guy. I, I think we're probably going to be able to make it. Um, uh, I'm looking at someone right now, and she's basically picking what I'm picking. You know it's going to be Chick-fil-A. Uh, Jill from Arkansas. You're absolutely right, Jill barring anything unforeseen I can't imagine chick-fil-a not not winning here um, five guys is great and all if you if you love burgers uh, five guys is terrific but I think chick-fil-a is gonna take this ironically I think it's funny we live in a world where restaurants are trying to do everything for everyone um, we've got they're trying to do more of this more of that big menus small menus whatever Um These two finalists are places that the hill they die on. One is burgers and the other is chicken sandwiches. They're not particularly interested in 15, 16, 17 different things. They've just decided this is where we are and this is where we're at and period. Uh, I'm really glad to see Jim House from Pork Island Barbecue listening in. Jim, it was great to see you Thursday. Uh, We'd like to have you on this show sometime a little bit in the future um, well, you know, I'll have Kevin get to you. Kevin is sort of the, you know, Kevin's the booker. We use a lot of wrestling terms here. Uh, Kevin has the book on this show. He generally decides uh, where we're going, um, you know, what direction we're taking. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get, oh, you know what? Really appreciate this. Taylor took a minute to sort of put down his 96-ounce sippy cup of coffee and <laughs> bourbon and get a hold of, uh, is this Kevin? Hey, Kevin, how you feeling, bud?
1: I've been better. I I just caught a stomach virus.
0: Oh, no, I just told people you were still too hungover to work and Wildfire wouldn't let you on the air (laughs) truck.
1: Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I just want to let the uh, listeners know that if you go to wildfireradio.com and download our diner episode along with this one, uh, that'll give you the complete breakfast guide. Yeah. Because... I want. I don't like repeating the same restaurants.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, so, my picks
1: are restaurants that we have not talked about on the show.
0: That's so what I'm trying to do to- too. I I want to what we talk about in the next half hour. Everybody knows I go to Wawa. Everybody knows I go to the diner. I don't want to talk about exactly. that. I want to talk to some pla Talk about some places. places maybe we-, we haven't talked about. Exactly. Exactly. Well,
1: with, with that being said, we have a couple hidden gems. Uh, that we didn't talk about uh, that I accidentally came across in my photos. So I want to start off this great show with a place called Stockyard Sandwich. Oh, I've heard of this place. Yeah, 1541 Spring Garden Street. photo is on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash dining on a dime one forward slash has photos of every place I'm talking about today uh stockyard sandwich 1541 spring garden street not only has great breakfast sandwich they open at 8 a.m but they also uh make their own protein so the proteins are made homemade so sausage or whatever they make in the house so this, this the sandwiches run about six bucks so you can't beat it with homemade proteins so that's my first spot uh how about i just do four and then you go
0: yeah, no, go ahead. You you know what? They've gotta be sick of listening to me at this point. My guess is I keep letting <laughs> people I keep letting people know well, you were gonna call at five thirty. So they could fast forward your half, your half hour was actually
1: really good because I've been debating on whether we should cover the fast food chain. So it actually
0: well, I think exactly. this is a way to cover them without, you know, th- this was a way to cover them, I think, in a fun fashion, which is what I think right. Chef Carl was trying to do. This this was all for laughs. You know how people kind of get twisted right. out of shape a little bit. He was like, hey, let's just have some fun, man. You know, what do you like more? Right. And, you uh, know, a Big Mac or whatever.
1: I, I, I've had people tell me, how can you be dining on a dime and not mention fast food? It's because we're a family-friendly yeah. business uh, show.
0: Exactly, yeah, I mean, we're we're very local. We're very we locally. Uh, I, I mentioned that we're a little locally. bit. Yeah, we're very much hashtag eat local. And
1: exactly,
0: you know. No, go ahead. You know what? Go All with right. another place, man. I really think people are kind of, you know, breakfast. I talked about this. It's how we start our day. Uh, it's kind of right. important. I saw a statistic recently that fewer and fewer people are eating breakfast at home these days. So they really yeah. kind of need that. You know, they need that information of. Well, where do you go? You know, most people can barely, you know, you know, shish, shower, and shave and get out the door yes. and make their train, make their bus, get on the highway and get to their job before they got to punch in. So, you know, if you got a place, brother, give it.
1: Yeah, my next spot is going to be a place called The Dining Car. It's oh, nice. It's 8826 Frankfurt Avenue. Uh, it became famous after it was featured on the Food Network. Uh, for their homemade cream chip beef. This place has been in business for years. Uh, It's almost impossible if you're a diehard Philadelphian that you've never been there. So that's the dining car at 8826 Frankford Ave. Uh, My next spot after that is Taylor's Cafe at 6144 Ridge Avenue. Taylor, you have a
0: cafe or engineer? Is he holding out on us?
1: Yeah, I did. I don't know if Taylor's a part of this business. Uh, But it's called the Taylor's Cafe, uh, 6144 Ridge Avenue in Roxborough. I loved the Scrapple there, and I had grits there that were amazing.
0: Oh, Scrapple. Uh, You're talking my language now.
1: Oh, man. Let me tell you. And let me tell you, John. I get Scrapple home fries and eggs at every breakfast place I go to. And you would be surprised how how many times the Scrapple is not cooked correctly.
0: Oh, uh, I think we've talked about under- this a little bit about off air, too, about it being yeah. sliced too thin, it's being cooked incorrectly, and that's where sometimes we get these people that go, oh, no, I'm not into Scrapple. Yeah. Are you really not into Scrapple? Because I see you eating every other part of the dead pig. So I have to kind of yeah, wonder, you it's, know.
1: It's actually shameful as, as to how many places incorrectly cook Scrapple, and when you find a place that cook Scrapple correctly, it's a good find. Uh my next spot is called Christie's Deli. This is a hidden gem because they do uh daily uh, specials like they had a pork belly banh mi one day that was delicious.
0: Oh wow. Uh,
1: but it's that Yeah, it's at 1822 Spring Garden. So 18th and Spring Garden. Uh it's called Christie's Deli and I would go there to try out the breakfast but I would also go there uh to check out what special they have for the day. But the specials for today are really, really good.
0: No, I mean, that, it sounds near like near, it. My next pick is a place near and dear to your my, uh, my enlarged, fat, fat, heart. My enlarged, congested heart? It's called Fat Joe's. Oh. Uh,
1: fat Joe's at 1612 Columbus Boulevard, right near the Walmart on Columbus Boulevard. Okay.
0: Oh, uh, I didn't know that area.
1: I couldn't believe... The Scrapple Egg and Cheese I got on a long roll was packed. Now, you know, a lot of these guys skimp on the uh, eggs and Scrapple Yeah,
0: I don't want to call people out. We might do that in another episode. But there are people that, that breakfast sandwich is almost like a breakfast slider. And I just dropped like five yeah, bucks exactly. on it. You know, that's not okay. That's the opposite of Dining on a Dime.
1: Exactly. And Fat Joe's actually has just moved four doors down. And the place is huge. We talked about comfortable seating at TRIA. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, if yeah. You yeah. Com- if you want comfortable
1: seating, Fat Joe's is the spot. He's got a huge facility now. He moved about four doors down from his original location. And it's humongous, and it has comfortable seating. And restrooms, good, clean restrooms. All right, my next pick. Um, I don't know. We're going to start playing a bugle for our picks of the week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're, going to, we're going to
1: have some kind of
0: audience. Uh, yeah, Taylor, find sounds. bugle sounds there, bud. I'm telling our crack this engineer to is, find bugles.
1: <laughs> this is my pick of the week. It's called M&M Diner. It's at 2736 East Allegheny Avenue next to my mansion in Port Richmond. Uh, It's very close to my mansion in Port Richmond. I don't know the owners. I have no idea. I don't know anyone in there. But it's my pick of the week uh, because it has an amazing breakfast. It's cooked right in front of you. We talked about this before. I like having my uh, my food cooked where I can see it because you can see the sanitation practices.
0: Yeah, we've kind of talked about this before. The grill is right in front of you.
1: He cooks it right there. The breakfast is cooked great. And the best part about that place is uh, the older gentleman that's uh, cooking has been slinging that grill for about 30 years.
0: Oh, see, I love hearing Uh, that, man, because you just know uh, it's in their DNA. You know what I mean? It's in their soul and their bones that you're going to get decent food.
1: And if the guy's been slinging the same grill for 30 years, I mean, come on. You know what I mean?
0: Well, we've talked about that. A real benchmark in the business is staying power. Uh, I think yeah. anybody, especially in the social media age, can generate some hype and get a place open for 30, 60 or 90 days. You know what I mean? The yeah. way people, yeah. the, the way the food places is now run with credit and this and that, no interest. No, you know, you don't have to make your first payment right away you can throw out a bunch of great food for five or six weeks and charge next to nothing for it and get a ton of people in the door, do it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Now I'm real impressed, especially when, you know, it's like these small places we've talked about it before. I don't care if they're on a, if they're on a hot dog cart or a food truck or just like in a little roadside stand or kiosk or, you know, stand at the mall, you last that long. That really impresses me.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, Most people travel to Port Richmond for the Polish food, Uh, you know, the uh, kielbasa and and this and the other thing. Uh, A secret tip uh, is this place actually has uh, delicious Polish food at lunchtime.
0: Nice. Uh, you're
1: traveling to Port Richmond for Polish
0: food. Let me ask you, uh, do you they have those uh, Polish donuts? Uh, I think they're called punchkies. They're like the round Polish donuts. I had someone on Twitter there's, ask me uh, if I knew any Polish places that still had them. Apparently, well, it's I'll not like it's right thing. Now,
1: between, between Richmond Street and Allegheny Avenue, going towards Kensington Avenue, there are seven, there's a few delis, half a dozen at least on your left side of the street and the right side of the street, on Allegheny Avenue, that are just filled with those types of things.
0: Yeah, see, so uh, Kevin's so they, telling you where you to can, find this stuff right now, people.
1: Yeah, you just go to you go to uh, Allegheny Avenue, start at Richmond Street, and walk towards Kensington Avenue, and there are at least a half a dozen places with all the Polish pastries you can think of. Wow. Uh, my next pick is another place that impressed me. Uh, I went. You know, we were doing a show, and I got off. You know, I got off, and everybody was closed. And I ended up going to a place called the Best Deli. It's at twenty six sixteen East Lehigh Avenue, and their scrapple egg and cheese sandwich.
0: Oh, that's humongous. food of the gods! But I'm
1: telling you, it's humongous. The scrapple is cooked correctly. They've been in business since nineteen
0: ninety one. Oh, see, that's uh, what twenty five, six, seven years.
1: Everything they do is homemade, uh, and it's a delicious sandwich. So uh, the best deli at 2616 East Lehigh will give you a great scrap of egg and cheese sandwich on a long roll, by the way. My next
0: pick. See, is, I really uh, like that. I like the yeah, long roll because yeah, you can you. sort of, you know, you mess around a little bit with it.
1: Absolutely. And I, what I like about it, too, is uh, – The small rolls don't fill me. We're big men.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at, boss. That's exactly what I'm getting at. I
1: I have to have a long roll. I'm sorry, or I'm going to be starving in about two hours. My next pick is uh, one of the popular Jewish delis. It's Schlesinger Deli. Okay. 1521 1521 Locust Street. It's a great deli with great deals at breakfast time. You need a full breakfast for uh, under seven bucks. Wow! And the portions they give are huge.
0: We've talked about this before, both on the air and off the air, where when people are looking for good deals, the mom and pop shops most likely are going to bust those out at breakfast time. And that's exactly what you're showing right now.
1: Absolutely. And uh, if you're in Center City or near uh, 15th and Locust, you go right in there and they full breakfast for under seven. So you can't beat it. Um. All right. Yeah, my next pick is a pick that I forgot to tell you about in our deli, You know, in our other shows, it's called the Good Day Deli. Okay, that's
0: 37,
1: 37 South Twentieth Street in Rittenhouse Square. Wow,
0: another you, place
1: I, that makes your they, another place that makes your breakfast right in front of you.
0: See, I like that because we uh, both know there's not a ton of places in Center City where you can get a breakfast that's decent where people can actually dine on a dime unless you're hitting one of those little carts, you know what I mean? Exactly. I, I've got friends who work no, in center right. city and they're just, I bring my breakfast, I stop in my neighborhood, or I find like a falafel cart type deal and, you know, get what I can get.
1: No, you're right. And let me tell you this, John, you're going to love this. This place is in Rittenhouse square. Very makes cool. your breakfast right in front of you, but you get eggs, home fries and toast a full breakfast for just $5.41.
0: Wow. See that's that's what people need, you know. We got a situation right now where, you know, everybody is they have a job but they're underemployed. I guess that's the phrase that CNBC likes to use, right? You really need to be yeah. able to pick up a decent breakfast for 5 bucks and change.
1: Yeah, 5.41 you get eggs, home fries and toast, which is a full meal, healthy meal. Uh, for five forty-one, You can't beat it.
0: <laughs> not the way I'd have them do yeah. it, because all that stuff would be on the toast. <laughs> I'd make that yeah. bad boy a sandwich. I'll tell you, let, me, let me tell you this. I
1: cannot take credit for this next pick, uh, but I was sent there by a coworker of mine, and uh, I never heard of this place. Uh, it's not something I found. It was something somebody else found but sent me to. And you get a lot of that, too. You have people sending you places. I do all the time. Like,
0: hey, check this out.
1: Yeah, and this place is a true hidden gem because if I'm I'm a super foodie and I never heard of it, uh, it's called June's Restaurant. It's at sixty two twenty seven Lancaster Avenue. Uh, it's uh, it's right off. You go up. You take the sixty five bus to Lancaster Avenue. It's right there. Uh, delicious home fries and grits. The grits blew me away. It's got an old school vibe. Uh, you can get an egg, meat, and cheese for roughly five bucks. So, I mean, you can't beat it. I can honestly tell you, most of the people listening to this show right now have never heard of this place. It's called and G- they need to 60, have... 6227 Lancaster Avenue in West Philly. And I'm telling you, an amazing breakfast, and the grits and the home fries will blow you away
0: yeah I mean, you know what i've I've talked to a lot of people about breakfast. It's my favorite meal of the day. You and I have had endless conversations of breakfast, and yeah. most of the people I know, yeah, sure, restaurants they need a date night or something. maybe lunch they're looking for something to give and go really fast. People are real flexible for breakfast. They want to pay a few bucks Absolutely. and get something to get them kick started in the day. and most people are kind of looking at the same stuff. dead pig, egg. And some kind of cheese and some kind of bread. Uh, Especially, you know, Philly, South Jersey area, that's what we grew up on. That's what everybody's used to. For some people, it's bacon. For some people, it's ham. But everybody's looking for, you know, some kind of pig egg and cheese sandwich, throw some potatoes in there. Um, People aren't looking for anything super fancy. You know, I know there are people that are, like, all buying paying, you know, these expensive places. That's great, man. You know what? If you have that kind of, you know, $13, $14 bucks for breakfast, God bless. Most of the people and we know do not.
1: If you're just listening to the show for the first time, uh, this is what me and John do every week. yeah uh, Nobody else is telling you about a place that gives you a full breakfast in Rittenhouse Square for just 5 bucks.
0: No, I'm you know seeing I mean? more and, and more of these do. food places talking about $60 bottles of wine. And I'm thinking, $60 yeah. bottles of wine? How about you tell someone where to get lunch for six ninety nine? dollars Now we're talking. Exactly. People will listen to that. Now we're talking. Um, I don't yeah, want to exactly. hear about some guy in his vacation house and his $70, $80 bottle of wine he picked up in his Maserati. Come on, man. That's, that's fantasy. That's not reality for most people.
1: And I'm not going to badmouth anybody, but the the large tags on uh, restaurant meals are over. Uh, oh yeah,
0: absolutely. There's a popular there's a popular
1: fine dining spot in uh, Center City that started out with a three hundred and twenty dollar price fix,
0: <laughs> and they changed
1: that. They changed that within six months after finding out nobody is going to pay that. Kev, does you that mean? feed
0: eighteen people? Then maybe we're talking yeah, about well, being a deal. That, it,
1: It was a 12-course chef family, and then they found out within six months that nobody is paying that kind of money. Kevin,
0: I know you've been to these food events like I have, and there's like three different kinds of people at these food events, right? There's the hardworking tradesmen and tradeswomen that grow the food, uh, cook the food, present the food. There's people like us. You know, sort of the Weisenheimer Kibitzers. This is good. That's good. This good. And then there's this weird, almost sort of love boat fantasy island sect where it seems like they helicopter in on their own. You know, they've got homes yeah. everywhere. They're still looking for their food to have gold. And, and, you know, hey, do you have any gems in here? No. You know what I want in my food? Food. And you know what I don't want to have to do? I don't want to have to sell an organ you know, down in Chinatown at three in the morning to afford my food. And I get people all the time. They're like, I turn on this show and I turn on that show. They're using ingredients that they can't pronounce or they can't find in stores that are too expensive to shop at. And they're looking for the real deal. And if you check with Kevin and I, you can find us on social media, all the platforms, Dining on a Dime, Kevin Wilson, J. Cole. You go look for us, you'll find us. Almost on a daily basis, photos are being posted. Uh, restaurants are being named. Bars, uh, you know, everything from a hot dog cart to we've talked about some pretty high end places. Around Valentine's Day, or maybe a little bit before, we'll do a show where We're you know
1: before so they can, make reservations. they can make
0: reservations. You know, we'll do people have kind of challenged us, like you know, do we really need to know where to find shirt and Thai food? Yeah, Kevin and I know where to find shirt and tie food. That's Kevin's background more than mine, actually. Um, I'm a street food guy. Kevin started in this thing, uh, you know, in the fine dining type situation. So we're going to let you know where we found, uh, you know, really, you know, good quality food, but still a value. People are stunned when I Uh, mention a guy like Mark Vetri. Yes, you can go to a Mark Vetri restaurant and still find a deal. They're ready to, like, fall over. The guy's got cookbooks, TV shows. He's everywhere. He knows everybody. He's got all the awards. That's very true. You know, Mark Vetri is like a culinary powerhouse. His restaurants have happy hours. That's when you want to jump in and grab something. You know, we'll talk about that on a future episode.
1: If you guys want to hear my opinion on uh, Vetri and uh, see photos from Vetri... I was going to just ask uh, you
0: that. You have photos? Oh, Take a yeah, shot, everybody!
1: And I have, and I have my book has photos in it from Vetri, and I give my honest opinion about Vetri. Uh, my book is called Table for One at Barnes and Noble.
0: can <laughs> get that at Amazon uh, and so see, forth, Kev.
1: Yeah, in Amazon. So if you guys want to see what Vetri looks like and the dishes you get, uh, and you want to get my honest opinion on the price tag, which was one seventy five. Uh, you can buy my book, uh, Table for One at Barnes & Noble.
0: That's dining on a bunch uh, of dimes, book, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, my my book also covers a lot of the fine dining restaurants in Philadelphia. And I let you know what's worth it and what's not. All right, uh, the next uh, spot I want to mention, John, I know we've mentioned this on the show before, but I have to tell people about it because we wouldn't be doing our due diligence if we were doing a breakfast show without giving you the best bang for your buck at breakfast time. I'll post a photo later today on the Dining on a Dime Facebook page. But it's Sula Maze, uh, 632 East Gerard Avenue. Okay. I don't know the owner. I have no idea. I just put them on the radio. I met them twice because I had them on the radio and I mentioned them on the show. Uh, you can get a Scrapple egg and cheese on a long roll. Uh, with a coffee for just five dollars.
0: Yeah, see, they they've uh, got it. That's that's uh, even that, even, that even that even momentarily Taylor. sobered up Taylor. Now he's all bright and shiny eyed. He's uh, yeah, yeah. See, now they, you're getting here's it.
1: The, here, here's the catch, John. They make their own homemade whitefish scrapple.
0: Oh, nice! They do it nice
1: from scratch. Yeah, and I said, I don't know the owner. I have no idea. I put them on the radio segment because I couldn't believe the deal. I don't know them at all. I've met them twice. But uh, you're getting homemade whitefish scrapple, which is delicious. And you're getting coffee for just five bucks. And what I was shocked at is I went in there and ordered that. And I said, look, a a, a long roll is the only roll that fills me. And for the same price, five bucks, they gave it to me on a long roll.
0: Nice. See, I like Uh, that. That's. that's a place that and wants to see you packed. again.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, the sandwich was packed. Uh, they're only open until 2, so you got to get there early. Uh, but uh, that's probably the best bang for your buck on our list. Uh, and also, the Good Day Deli is a great bang for your buck at 20th Street in Rittenhouse Square because the Good Day Deli gives you a full breakfast, eggs, home fries, toast, for $5.41. So we had a lot of response last week from our bar show last week. Yeah, oh I figured that we
0: we have a high level of alcoholism in our listenership. I mean, we're telling well, people to take took, a shot when you mention the book.
1: Well, a couple of our listeners emailed us because they didn't believe our tips. Uh, especially at the locust bar. Okay. Uh, which I mentioned that you you can get a burger, a ten ounce burger for five bucks. They didn't believe us. So they actually went and checked it out because they work in Center City. Mm-hmm. And they emailed us praising us that, uh, Shocker. that they never knew that existed.
0: I've had that happen it's a few summer. times over the years through this show, through social media, through other shows I've done. There's always someone that wants to step up and not believe you. I don't care what it's about. We
1: had uh, at least 10 emails from people yeah. saying we're full of baloney. Yeah,
0: I know. I, it's a, I, you know what? Until like, they checked it out. I, I used to do challenges with people. I'd be like, hey, look, why don't you meet me over here? And if you can't get what you want, I'll buy you breakfast. And people right. would show up and they would be stunned what the special was for breakfast or lunch or whatever. Yeah. And I would think to myself, do you think I would offer to buy people hundreds of lunches or breakfasts or whatever if I wasn't sure? Exactly. You, why would exactly. I do this and not do the research? I I knew you were going to come loaded for bear for breakfast today. So I have one pick for today. You guys hear me talk about food trucks. You guys hear me talk about uh, kiosks. You guys hear me talk about diners. You guys already know that I know where to get breakfast. I don't want to mention all those places again. Uh, We talked a little bit in the first half of the show about uh, the fast food chain tournament and how places that are advancing, sometimes they advanced because they had good breakfast. And other places weren't even open to lunch. The place I'm going to mention, since in South Jersey. I knew Kevin was going to have Philadelphia covered all the way out to West Philly, all the way to the waterfront. I knew Kev was going to have a ton of places. He lives there. He walks the street. Uh, pretty much every square inch of Philly has seen Kevin's foot at some point or another. The place I'm going to throw out here is a place I would like to tell you I've been going there for years. I would like to tell you I've had this place in my back pocket that, that would be a lie. This place was recommended to me by the crew from Just Grubbin. Their show will be on at 8 o'clock tonight after Small Bites, which is on directly after us at 630. It's a place called Dad's Deli. Uh, I even, you know, trying to channel Kevin. I looked it up. 135 North Maple Avenue in Marlton. Uh, I shot down there because these guys think very highly of this place. I know the Just Crub and Crew is on point. Uh, they know their food. They know their neighborhoods. First day I went down there, I got a sausage, egg, everything bagel. Absolutely delicious. I think it was about, I don't know, maybe four and change. Two big slabs of sausage, a really nicely cooked egg. Uh um, a great bagel. I'm not 100% sure if they make the bagels there. My guess is they bring them in from a local bagel place. Uh, I went back a couple days later, and I had to try a pork roll, egg, and cheese. Uh, they kind of did it up grilled cheese sandwich style for me, charged me about 5.50 for it. Absolutely delicious. Um, place is clean. They've been over there for years. And then talking about your long roll thing, Uh, They have a sandwich on a long roll, and I feel bad, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's on a hoagie roll, and it's your choice of meat with eggs, cheese, and fried potatoes, home fries. Wow. Um, and they will set this thing up with, you know, sriracha, ketchup, salt, pepper, whatever you're looking for. Uh, I got mine with some long hots because, you know, I, if you listen to me, you know, I like long hots. And this thing was delicious. Right. And it was the size of a hoagie. It was the long roll. About that? And kind of backing up what Kevin says, this thing was like five ninety nine, And it was delicious wow. a lot. And I could tell the one day I got there fairly early. There were a lot of locals hitting this place, you know, before they get on the turnpike, before they get on the expressway, before they get on, you know, any of these, you know, 295, they're 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 hitting this stop so that they can, you know, they can load up for, you know, that and a cup of coffee or like seven or eight bucks and it lasts you, you know, to lunchtime. So, you know, well, of course, no surprise, Kevin did the bulk of the work here covering all of Philly with I'm eight, nine, 10, 12 places, and I'm only throwing out one. I will say this one place is really, really good. Now, I'll let you know, like anywhere else, if they've got 10 orders in, it's going to be a minute or two. So, you know, give them a chance. It was totally worth it. Everybody knows I'm a pork roll guy. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with the way they cook the pork roll. It's delicious. I will say the move in terms of what it cost versus how good it was is the sausage and egg, no cheese. I'm a, I'm a little bit weird sometimes. I'm not a big fan of cheese and sausage together. Um, two big sausage breakfast sausage patties with a fried egg on the bagel of your choice. And I think this thing was about wow. 4 bucks, And it was heavy. Wow. Like, it came out wrapped in the foil, and it was heavy. That and a cup of coffee. Uh, I skipped second breakfast that day because I was pretty full. Um, once again, <laughs> they're 135 North Maple Avenue in Marlton. Easy right. to get to. They've been there for a, they've been there for a while. Um, again, uh, you know, big shout out to the guys at Just Scrubbing. They were the ones I heard talking about this. They asked me if I'd been down right. there. Quite honestly, I hadn't been in my fridge, and I can't really speak to it because I haven't had it yet. Um, I actually swung back around the other day. Yes, yeah, well, I guess yesterday, right? Today, said and I grabbed a hoagie. People have told me their hoagies are absolutely delicious. I grabbed the hoagie. I stuck it in there. Uh, maybe next week's show, before we get started, I'll mention real quick how it was. Or you should catch me on social media. Um, they go right up into lunch. They've got soups, sandwiches. Uh, by all accounts, they have a pretty tasty cheesesteak. Uh, that would probably be like a Jim Poppas thing. Maybe, we'd have, to, maybe yeah. we'd have to ask Jim if he's uh, been down to Dad's Deli. I'll, I'll tell you real quick, uh, just so the listeners know, that's a perfect
1: example. We don't know any of the owners that we talk
0: about. No, if we know, no idea. If
1: we do know them, if we do know them, we always say that we know them.
0: Well, that was why uh, when so people hear me talk about the Vincent Town Diner, I let people know. Uh, I grew up with the current owner. His dad used to run the place. Right. My dad used to go in there. We're about the same age. I've known this guy for 30, 40 years maybe. Um, So full disclosure, yes, uh, I know the owner. Um, That's not why I talk about it. I truly legitimately believe they're South Jersey's best diner. Uh, Go check it out for yourself. That's always my kind of...
1: That's why I tell people, if you think we're naming restaurants because we know the (laughs) owner, go check it out for yourself. Check it out. I've had people tell
0: me, oh, you're crazy. This is better. That's better. Uh, Pete Genovese disagrees with me. That guy's a much larger New Jersey food authority than I am. I believe he named South Jersey's best diner might have been like the Shamung Diner, which is, uh, you know, I've been down there and I think it's very good. The owner's a great guy. Uh, I just don't think uh, my view of what a Jersey diner is, I don't think they're at Vincent Town's level. But, you know, your mileage may vary, which is why I always say the best way to find out don't listen to me. Don't listen to Kevin on your own. Well, listen to us. Right. Just go but, there. Yeah, go there. Find out. We'll tell you where to go. Yeah. You go on your own. And hopefully, you know, give us feedback. Find us on social media. Last
1: week, last week uh, 10 people thought we were full of baloney. Then they went there and they verified mm-hmm. that we, there was an outstanding pick.
0: Kev, we're um, running out of time. Let people know where they can find you, where they can find your, p- your picks and all that yeah, stuff. Because I'm already getting the look yeah, from there. the much more popular Small Bites people to get out of their studio. Go, go to Facebook.com
1: forward slash Dining on a Dime 1 forward slash. We'll show you photos from all these great spots we mentioned. One more thing. If you want a complete breakfast guide, download the
0: diner episode along with this episode. Absolutely. We a lot of great spots during the diner episode for breakfast.
1: I purposely didn't mention those spots because we had already mentioned them.
0: No, and I will so, throw this out real quick, too. Go find my friend Holly on Twitter, at FueledByLolz. She has a diner blog. She really knows a lot of the places that we've talked about That for breakfast yeah. and, you know, to get, like, another perspective. All
1: right. Well, we'll talk to you. We're running out of time. I'll talk to you
0: next week. I'll see you next week. But, hey, look, feel better. Seriously, my friend. Take care. Thanks,
1: John. Have a great week.
0: Thanks, bud. That was Kevin Wilson, the author of Table for One, uh, my co-host, Dining on a Dime. We're going to wrap this up here, and you should kind of sit tight, uh, the three of you that are actually listening to Wildfire and not watching the Eagles game. Uh, Derek, Tim, and about Two hundred and four other people will be doing small bites at six thirty. Uh, he'll be with Donato Marino uh, as usual. They've got nine call-in guests, three or four people here from Hell's Kitchen, and you know everybody that's anybody in the food in the in the foodie world. Uh, of course, you know Derek's getting ready to pull out a gun. I have to mention this is the show when you Google Philly Food Show that comes up number one. Uh, So you know, hopefully, hopefully Derek gets his eight cents from that. Um, I think we're just about out of here. Uh, I would like to thank, I'd like to throw a quick shout out to Chef Carl who has really made my weekend with this fast food tournament. We had a lot of fun. We've talked a lot about it. Go check him out on social media. Uh, Kevin Wilson told you where to go find him. You can find me at J underscore Cole on Twitter, uh, Jay Cole on Instagram, John Cole on Facebook. Stay hungry. (laughs) You can find Table for One, written by Dining on the Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Be sure to download John Cole's other two podcasts, The Food Truck Authority, and Foodin' Around with Tony Luke at WildfireRadio.com.